Hey, everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of The Distance Social. As always, it's your host, Megan, and I have a bit of exciting news. The Distance Social can now be found on Apple Podcasts, so I hope to see you guys go and subscribe there so you can be updated every time I post a new episode been on a bit of a hiatus um, the last week or so. Just things got a little crazy at work with lots of virtual meetings, figuring out or trying to figure out what exactly we're going to do from here on out. Um, not sure that I you know, have an answer, but I guess we'll find out. Um, and this past week has been spring break for me. This is literally felt like the longest spring break of my life because <laughs> I basically felt like I was on spring break before and now I'm really on spring break like no emails no meetings nothing we've been told not to do anything <laughs> um, school related for spring break and actually enjoy it which you know is nice um, but it's been a little weird not to have really anything to do <laughs> um, definitely been you know hanging out Anyway, as you know, this is a podcast where I cold call people and ask them what they're doing. Um, So today, we are going to be calling my friend Kelly um, and asking her what she's doing. Let's see. Hello? Hey. What's up? Um, You know, I'm just working on the podcast and you're my next guest. Oh my goodness. You're famous. So, so what are you doing? Um, honestly, or should I make it sound way more cool than it is? No, like honestly, I I want to know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, um, I was doing a um, a Reiki cleansing with my crystals and some music. Oh well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. With your clean ones, because you put them outside. Well, I they're. Not so much. They were they were clean when I got them because that's what you do with new crystals. And then um, I put them outside the other night for that really awesome full moon that was going on. So they're like extra sparkly charged. Mm. This is what it feels like to me. So nice. Well, I don't want to interrupt your you know. You're good. Cleansing. I was, I was done, so I was like not debriefing, but like just chilling out, zoning out. <laughs> Going through it in your mind. Something like that. Yeah. Well, do you want to tell people who you are? Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> You're like, I, no, but okay. I've never done that. I've never done this before, so this is interesting. Um, so I'm Kelly, and I am a teacher, a wife, an Irish dancer, a mask maker, um, <laughs> a, a very jack-of-all-trades, I believe. Yeah, that's why we call you Mary Poppins. Yeah, oh yeah, I have I have an obscene amount of, of things. I have all of the things. Yeah, like literally I'm like, oh, I need this. And you're like, hold on, I have it. It's in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, like legit. I don't know how you do that. I don't know. It's magic. It's Mary Poppins magic. It's Mary Poppins magic. Well, that's cool. Um, kind of, do you want to talk about the whole mask making thing? Because that's, that's a new thing that you're doing. That's just been since this whole quarantine craziness. Yeah. Um, I've had really awesome people donating some obscene amount of fabrics. And then, um, I 
make the masks and then usually as I'm making them somebody tells me there's a need for them and away they go and then I make another batch and somebody's like hey do you happen to have and I do and there they go and they go out to whoever needs them whenever they need them. Yeah, I just like you gave me a couple and you've given some to my sister and my brother-in-law now and like now you're making more and it's which is awesome um, because there's definitely this huge need for them right now. It kind of stinks mm-hmm. that you can't necessarily use them or the like medical professionals can't really use them because there's so many like per, like precautions, yeah. Precautions, they have standards, standards. That they have to maintain. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for, standards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that they have to follow. But it's great for everybody else. And now since, you know, belatedly, the freaking CDC has decided to say, oh, yeah, you should wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the, all the cool people wear masks. I mean, even, I mean, the Princess Bride was wearing masks before they were cool. Well, right. Exactly. (laughs) So now we're just joining everybody else. Although I have to say, it does feel really weird to go out in public with a mask on. I I guess I was used to it because, um, like, everywhere I've lived, I've had a high population of people who would just wear a mask because that was their culture. Mm. And at first I was like, I didn't understand. And then... When I came when I came to visit you in Korea, I was like, "Oh, I get it now. I get this is why we do the things. This is why we wear the masks." Yeah, like people wear them all the time in Korea, but I never wore one while I was there. Like I, yeah. like I understood why they did it, and actually, they do it more to protect themselves than to protect others. Um, right. But also to protect others from getting sick. But like, it's really interesting because. It is a place where you will walk around and you will see lots of people wearing masks. Whereas the U.S., I'm interested to hear like what places you have lived that you've seen that because I've never really seen it here. Um, there was quite a bit in Hawaii. I know my neighbors, um, California. There was a few like in certain areas, um, but I know that my neighbors, where my parents live, um, a bit down the way. They um, they would wear full on long sleeves and hats and masks and I was like, dude, it's like a hundred degrees. What's going on? <laughs> and then I, you know, it took me um, a while to understand that it's a cultural thing and it's yeah. not being in the sun and hurting your skin and it was it was a lot of taking care of your health and at the same time you know with the mask you're taking care of other people's health too. You're just trying to prevent stuff right right it's really neat like it could be a cultural thing or a personal preference or a style preference like I just saw a friend who made herself some leopard print masks and um she has a leopard print hat and she's like yes this is the outfit of choice and I'm like you know what that's not a bad idea (laughs) yeah right so you know and I like I definitely I guess in like it's more popular in like Asian cultures to do that but a lot of it you know when in Korea it was so funny because um more than just like a mask to protect from sickness like people would just like you said cover from head to toe because they did not want to get tan like it was just like I do not want to be tan I want to be white as white can be which is so funny because it's the opposite 
you know, in European and in, um, like, the U.S. culture to you want to be tan. But, like, I would do – I used to have outside morning duty where, like, the car – Riders would come and they'd get out of the car and I had to make sure that the car people weren't like stopping for too long and stuff. And I would see these parents pulling in like full ass tinted windows like there was no sun really coming in through those windows. And then you could see inside they were still wearing their gloves and their arm covers and like these crazy full face masks with like hats on and stuff because like even in the car. They didn't want to get tan. I was like, wow, yeah. that's commitment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a commitment, but you're right. It's totally a cultural thing. I guess I just, other than Korea, I've never really lived in a place with a high Asian population. So that's probably why, like, I mean, there are quite a few Asians in, um, like, different Asian cultures in Richmond, but I've never lived in, like, that area in mm-hmm. Richmond, you know? So it's it's not as common for me to see that. So that's probably why I haven't, like, Korea was really my first, <laughs> my first real taste of it. Although I did go to China in, like, 2013, and I remember going around China and being like, whoa, this is commitment. Like, it was, yeah. I wasn't as shocked when I went to Korea because I had kind of seen it before, but in China, it is, they are extra about oh, yes. it. They are serious. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, do you know where that comes from? That whole like wanting to be like fair and white and stuff? I thought it was related to your skin being pure and if if your skin was tanned, you were considered common because you were working outside in the sun and life was hard for you. That's exactly what it is. It's because of like at like nobility, like people who were noble, they didn't have to work outside in the sun. They were always inside. Um, you know, they didn't really ever have to lift a finger. So, like, the people who were, I don't know what you would call it necessarily, but, like, the emperor and the more noble people in the population, they didn't go anywhere or go outside. So they were always very fair and white. And the people who didn't were workers. They were outside all the time. So it's like, it's like a class thing, which is so, like, you know, we're so far past that now. Well, I guess we're not really, but <laughs> from that extreme, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, so it's really interesting, too, because, you know, we're both teachers and you are in a different county from me. And the way that they're handling like this whole thing is completely opposite from one another. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so interesting. I've even been talking to people, um, you know, from other states or from other countries or international schools, obviously. um, And every single school is handling it completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, like mine so far has just kind of been no new content, just review, keep in contact with your families like once a week um, and make sure you're making contact. But yours has been very different. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, we have um, not this week because it's like spring break week, but starting on Monday or not Monday, Tuesday, um, teachers have been holding um office hours, quote, quote, um, they're 7.45 to 3.45 every day, and we're going to be delivering new content starting on Monday and continuing to add, we like, for my, my grade level and my school, we're really big on spiral reviewing, so whatever you're teaching new, and then put a problem on there from the past material so that you can keep it fresh in the student's mind, so we're doing that. 
But yeah, we are also trying to make contact with our students. We have a list of students that don't have internet, so we print materials and we've been um, able to distribute those in front of our school. And the students got to pick out free books, which was really neat. And then we also have, once we get back, we're going to be able to mail the assignments for the upcoming week, um, mail them out to the students who don't have internet or those students who can't get out, like can't leave to come during the window that they're distributing. Um, cause some parents are, are still the essential personnel or they are in the working, they're working and they have to be at there at a certain time. So they may not be able to get to the school to pick up the hard copy. So we're going to be working on mailing those out to students as well. Yeah, that's really nice. Like, I, I'm i sure that we're going to do stuff like that, too. Um, but there hasn't been a whole lot of information about that yet, unfortunately. And also, um, I know that you guys, like, you're not necessarily allowed in the school, but, like, your principals and your secretaries are and stuff. But, like, literally no one is allowed in our school buildings no, right now. It's a complete lockdown. Like, if yeah. we need something from our rooms, then we um, we can call the principal and she's like, please call me. Um, I can FaceTime you. You can give me directions in your room and we can find whatever it is that you need. Um, we did, um, I had my principal go in my room and I said, please take the sand sanitizer. I had masks and gloves because I was, we, we always do this really cute contraction lesson. It's called contraction surgery. So I had <laughs> gloves and masks and I was like, please give these to whoever needs them. Right. I can go buy more later. It is not a big deal. Yeah. Um, we, we were all telling like, here, go in my room. There's sanitizer here. Take this. Um, so that we can get those materials out to responders. But yeah, only the principals, assistant principals, and a secretary are allowed in the building to be working. And they're all practicing social distancing in there. We can't come into the building to pick it up. They actually have to bring it out to your car. Yeah. Um, so that we're all being very safe. Yeah, totally. Contaminating the school. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of curious, like, it, the response um, in terms of, like, how we go forward from here, like, I, neither one of us know really what's going to happen, like, once the new school year starts, but it's kind of like, um, because you guys have been teaching new content, like, you're probably going to have a completely different school year from me next year. You know what I mean? I, I I can see both sides of the coin being that it's going to be, um, they're, they're going to have exposure to the new content, but having exposure is drastically different than learning and mastering and demonstrating the mastery. Yeah, totally. So I think it's going to be a lot more of the reteaching of the previous grade level and then trying to build on that previous teaching and go from there. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard, you know, for some teachers because, you know, the the amount of content that you cover in a year is just mind boggling. It's massive. It's massive. And then you're going to have to review the content that they didn't get to learn because they were basically out of school for half of a year. Right. Well, I mean, less than half of a year. But still, the amount of content that is being covered during that time is mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> yeah. for, for my grade level, um, 
we were just about ready to add and subtract fractions, which fractions is a very hard concept. So hard. Um, it, it really is. Um, but we were in the middle of teaching that and we're like, oh my God, this is going to be awful because when you're in the middle of something like you, we, we didn't get to finish practicing it. So we're teaching fractions and then we still have like our projected finish of, um, material just in math alone was in May. So that's when we were supposed to finish, but now we're trying to see what, how can we give them exposure to this and let them keep practicing it at the same time as delivering measurement and, um, all sorts of other things that we didn't finish yet. Yeah, totally. I know the good thing about reading is that we finished, we technically finished like teaching the reading content, but now it's all right. So you know how to make a prediction, but what does that mean for this type of question? So doing like questioning stems and comprehension, but we're not there to show them. Okay. Now go back in the story. You know, we, we have to trust that they're still doing the strategies and the things that we've taught them, hopefully. Yeah, I know. That's so, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just going to be a whole, a whole new world. And like, I'm so glad, obviously they didn't really have a choice, but I'm so glad that they canceled the statewide testing because can you imagine? But I mean, here's the other thing. Like they've only canceled it for this year. It's still, as far as we know right now, they're still going to have to do it next year. And then like this year and missing that content will impact them. I don't think that like parents or people who are not teachers really think about how important the building is. It's kind yeah. of like laying the foundation. Every single year, you're laying a new foundation for what's coming right. next year. <laughs> yeah. So it could get, you know, really interesting how that's going to go from here on out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I do on the podcast is ask a random question. Um, I, like, have chosen would you rather questions because I find them very intriguing. So here's your would you rather would you rather know how you will die or when you will die? When. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 So if you have a, an ending point, you have a deadline, and it's clear in the sand, and you're like, okay, cool, this is it. Um, but if you don't know how it is you're dying, then it's it you don't it's not definite. You don't know your time. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather not know either of those things, but I think I agree with you. I think I'd rather know that know like when I was going to die rather than how. Because, you know, we both have in common the watching our parents like be sick. And it is not an enjoyable thing to watch. It's very very hard. Yeah, totally. That's kind of like, um, you know, I don't know if you've done one of those genetic tests, but my sister and I did it for Christmas one year, and we actually gave it to my dad, too. We, like, just did the ancestry part of it, but there's another part where you can do the medical part, and it'll kind of give you, like, your genetic markers for, like, certain diseases and stuff like that. And cool. I mean, it, it's cool, but, like, I don't want to know. Oh. <laughs> Like, I don't want to know if I'm going to have ALS or Parkinson's or, you know, or any of that. Like, I don't want to know because I'd rather just live like, 
it could happen at any time, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, the only one that would be really good to know ahead of time, because like, you know, obviously early detection is key is cancer. But the rest, like some of them, you know, there is no cure. So it's kind of, right. <laughs> it's kind of sad. You don't really want to know. Right. Anyway. Yeah, actually, unfortunately, I just found out the other day that my uncle, who um, he all, he has Parkinson's, he actually got COVID and he's in the hospital and he's not doing well. I know. It's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to happen to anybody, everyone at some point. Right. Everyone is going to know somebody who gets sick and from yes. COVID. Like, it's, it's, it's really rampant. And that's why I guess it's so important to wear your face mask and <laughs> do I mean, all of those just, things. You've got you've to gotta be mindful. It's no longer um, a society where you can be like, oh, yeah, sure, it doesn't matter. It's no big deal. Right. It's, you know, it is a big deal. It's being respectful. It's being prepared and just knowing, you know, how to act appropriately during a crisis, if you will, um, it, it can't just be, uh, I don't really care about this. This is stupid. I understand that people are panic buying and I understand that they're all stressed out because I feel it, you know, I feel it out there. It's, you can definitely pick up that vibe, but you, you can't forget that we are all humans we're all in this together we're all trying to be safe and once you stop thinking in this me first like i need all the toilet paper i need all of the ramen i need all of you don't need it all you just need what you would normally get exactly need to be respectful of others give them the space in line i was standing in line the other day and this person was like are you gonna move up to that line and i'm like i'm just giving them personal space and they're like Oh, like, <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> well, yeah, not so. Well, yeah, it was like the duh moment, but it was also, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be socially distancing. She's doing the right thing. I wasn't. Okay, my bad. Kind yeah. of thing. They didn't say that, of course, because nobody wants to admit when they're wrong. Right. But <laughs> it was, it was, that was totally the case. And they figured out that I was one of those people that's going to give anybody their space. If they feel uncomfortable, I would move even farther back. Yeah, people just gotta really respect other people around them. I know. And I think that's what we're missing a lot of is respecting others and taking others into consideration and, and empathy. Yes. <laughs> the empathy piece for sure. And that's, I mean, it's something that, you know, I noticed bef- about our culture and society before this whole thing, but it's really been amplified by this, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime there's like a snowstorm or something, people joke about, oh, I got to go get your milk and your bread because we got to make our milk sandwiches. But like, this is like an extreme version of that. And it is, it's, it's ridiculous that, you know, like my sister went to go try to find toilet paper and it's like, (laughs) forget it. I mean, the minute it comes out on the floor, people are buying it up so quickly, but there, I, a lot of people are getting more than they need. One package should last you at least a week to two weeks. I know. Well, and um, I was talking to somebody else, and she's been doing a lot of research about where to find toilet paper. She's been calling places. 
and uh-huh. she was talking to someone at um, Walgreens that she always goes to, and she was saying, um, why is it that there's no toilet paper, like, you know, whatever, and she's like, I thought you guys were limiting it. And the woman at Walgreens was like, we are. But what happens is, is people come in, they buy their allowed amount, they get up to the cash register, they pay for it, they go out to their car, they put it in their car, and they come back inside and buy more. Yes. And they just do that. I'm like, that is absurd. Yeah. Like, and it's rude. And it's rude and it's self-centered. Yes. But yeah, this is definitely bringing out that huge, like, self-centeredness. Now... Granted, my sister, you know, when she was looking, she was going to buy it for herself and her husband, you know, my dad and I, and for her mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister-in-law, all of the, all the grandkids, like, you know, like a lot of people. So she was going to get two packages, but she was going to distribute it amongst all of us. And thank God she shops at, at like Sam's Club on the regular and gets the huge ass pack of toilet paper <laughs> because mm-hmm. what she did was she had like some extra packages so she started like distributing it you know amongst all of us because she was like okay well it'll at least hold us over for another week so we can try to find some toilet paper now you know yeah and going during certain times is really helpful as well yeah i know the first part is dedicated to the elderly which is smart but yeah. then you know it should also be dedicated to like the first responders who don't get to go shopping because they're working the 15, 20 hour shifts. Yeah, totally. So, well, thank you so much for being my guest on my podcast and talking to me about all the exciting things that are happening in our lives right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I know you're not doing well with this whole like being isolated thing. So I just yeah. ate up about a half an hour of your time. For the day. So now you're not going to be bored I, for a half an hour. <laughs> I appreciate it. Now I'm going to, I took a few, I think I took about an hour to break from mask making and I'll have to send you fabulous pictures of the rainbow effect that I have going on in my kitchen counter right now. I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> They're beautiful. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see them. It's going to be awesome. Yo. All right. Well, you have fun, and I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Well, thank you so much to my friend Kelly for participating in the podcast today. And, you know, I will see you guys. Well, not see you, but I will talk to you guys again soon. Um, Remember that even though we're kind of distanced right now, we can still be social. See you next time. Bye.